Thank you for joining Bogard Press through the Bible Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, our study is entitled Christ the Faithful Servant, a study through the Gospel of Mark. During this study, we will follow the life of Jesus and recognize that true greatness lies in manifesting the spirit of a servant. You can purchase your copy of this book along with many other study resources on our website, bogardpress.org. So grab your copy of the Fall 2023 Adult Study Guide and your Bible and follow along. The lesson for November 26, 2023 is entitled, The Servant's Victory. It comes from Mark chapter 16, verses 9 through 18. The key verse, And he saith unto them, Be not affrighted, ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen, he is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. Mark chapter 16 and verse 6. The application, The student will experience the confidence to live obediently and faithfully as a victor in Christ. Seeking the Context The story of Jesus Christ does not end with the crucifixion. Surely we all well know that on the third day he rose again. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is just as important as the death of Christ. He died for our sins and rose again to promise us eternal life. Of all the proofs that Jesus is who he claims to be, The resurrection is number one, Romans chapter one, verse four. To give overwhelming proof, Jesus spent 40 days appearing to many different people who all became eyewitnesses of his resurrection, Acts chapter one, verse three, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses five through eight. These people became vital to the ongoing witness for Jesus Christ. The resurrection is the cornerstone of the Christian faith, and there would be no Christianity without the resurrection. Remarkably, Christianity is the only world religion that believes in a bodily resurrection. Sure, others believe in some type of afterlife, most of them believing in some mystical, spiritual existence beyond death. But only Christianity believes that all believers will rise from the grave to receive glorified, resurrected bodies. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verses 13 through 18. This is the case because only Christianity has a founder who rose from the grave in his glorified, resurrected body. All others never made it past the grave. Jesus told his disciples, He would be raised from the dead. In almost every occurrence where Jesus prophesied his crucifixion, he also prophesied his resurrection. Mark chapter 9 verse 31, chapter 10 verse 33 and 34. Sadly, the disciples never grasped this truth and even struggled to believe after reports of the resurrected Jesus. Luke chapter 24 verses 17 through 24 in John chapter 20, verse 9. Even the women who came early to the tomb did not expect Jesus to be raised from the grave because they brought spices to complete the burial anointing that Joseph and Nicodemus had begun. Mark chapter 15, verse 43, through chapter 16, verse 1. But when the women arrived early Sunday morning, the tomb was empty. 
And the angel told them, Be not affrighted. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. Verse 6. We know for sure that Jesus is alive and sits at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for you and me. Romans chapter 8, verse 34. Jesus is the resurrected Savior who gained victory over death and hell for all who believe. The resurrection of Jesus Christ assures us of our resurrection, our life beyond death. So as we walk through Resurrection Day in our lesson, let us give great thanks that Jesus is alive. Why is the resurrection important? Searching the text. Number one, the first appearance. Mark chapter 16, verses 9 through 11. Now when Jesus was risen early, the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. And she went and told them that he had been with him, and they mourned and wept. And they, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. Jesus' first resurrection appearance was to Mary Magdalene. Mary was a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ from the day Jesus cleansed her of demon possession. More important than casting out demons, Jesus saved Mary from her sins. After Mary was saved, she served the Lord faithfully. She, along with other women, ministered unto the Lord with their substance, meaning uh, she gave the Lord money, food, lodging, and whatever services he needed. Luke chapter 8 and verse 3. Mary was likely one of the lamenting women who followed Jesus as he made his way to the cross. Luke chapter 23 verse 47. She was also one of the last people at the cross. John chapter 19 verse 25. One of the last people at the tomb. Mark chapter 15 verse 47. And one of the first to come to the tomb on resurrection morning. Mark chapter 16, verse 1. This shows us how much she loved the Lord and sorrowed at his death. I cannot say for sure, but I want to think that Jesus rewarded Mary's faithfulness with his first resurrection appearance. The Gospel of John gives us a a detailed look at Jesus' appearance to Mary. John chapter 20, verses 11 through 18. Mary had already been to the tomb and found it empty. Confused, she ran to Peter and the other disciples to tell them. Peter and John raced to the tomb, finding it empty, as Mary had told them. They were confused about what happened to Jesus' body, Mary thinking someone had removed it. Peter and John left the tomb, but Mary stayed weeping. At this point, two angels appeared to Mary inside the tomb, and they asked, Woman, why weepest thou? She responded, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. John chapter 20, verse 13. Then someone entered whom Mary thought was the gardener. He too asked her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She responded, Sir, if thou hast borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Verse 15. But when he spoke Mary's name, 
she immediately knew that it was Jesus. After this miraculous moment, Mary again ran to the disciples and told them that she had seen Jesus, but they did not believe. Mark chapter 16, verse 11. How do you think Mary felt when she saw the resurrected Jesus? Number two, the appearance to the disciples. Mark chapter 16, verses 12 through 14. After that, he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. And they went and told it unto the residue, neither believed they them. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. Verses 12 and 13 refer to Jesus' appearance to the two Emmaus disciples recorded in detail in Luke chapter 24 verses 13 through 35. These two disciples had given up hope and were going home. On their way, Jesus joined them and asked about their conversation and why they were so sad. Luke chapter 24, verse 17. They did not know it was Jesus. They explained they had hoped that Jesus of Nazareth was the one to redeem Israel. But they had lost hope because he was crucified. They knew of his prophecy concerning the resurrection because they noted that it was the third day since Jesus had been crucified, verses 19 through 21. They also told of the women, one of whom was Mary Magdalene, who told them of the empty tomb and that angels had appeared to them saying Jesus was alive, verse 23. They just did not know what to believe. At this point, Jesus rebuked their foolishness and their lack of understanding. They did not understand the prophecy of Scripture that the Christ had to suffer and then enter his glory. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the Scriptures the things concerning himself. Verse 27. Remarkably, Jesus went to the Scriptures to restore their hope in him. Should we not do the same? Jesus opened their eyes by blessing and breaking bread as he did in the Lord's Supper and then instantly vanished from their sight. Luke chapter 24, verse 30, 31, and 35. Matthew chapter 26 and verse 26. Afterwards they said, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures? Luke chapter 24, verse 32. Does our heart burn within us as we open the scriptures? Immediately, the Emmaus disciples returned to Jerusalem and told the 11 disciples all that Jesus had said to them and how he had made known to them in the breaking of bread, verse 35. But they did not believe them either, Mark chapter 16, verse 13. How much more evidence did they need that Jesus was alive? In the evening of Resurrection Day, Jesus stood in the midst of the disciples who had secretly gathered behind closed door for fear of the Jews. If they had killed their leader, what would they do to them? But Jesus said, Peace be unto you, John chapter 20, verse 19. He showed them the wounds in his hands and side, verse 20. 
and rebuked their unbelief because they had hard hearts. Mark chapter 16, verse 14. The disciples were overjoyed at the sight of Jesus. During Jesus' 40-day resurrection ministry, the Gospels contrast believing in the resurrection of Jesus by faith and by sight. Jesus knew he was about to ascend to the Father, and the disciples would no longer see him. He urged them to believe by faith and not by sight. One notable example involved Thomas. He had not been with the disciples when Jesus first appeared to them. When the disciples told how they had seen the resurrected Christ, Thomas said, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. John chapter 20 verse 25. Unless I see, I will not believe. Eight days later, Jesus appeared to the disciples again, Thomas included. Thomas saw and touched the Lord's wounds and believed. Jesus responded, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. John chapter 20 and verse 29. Do you have to see to believe? Do you walk by faith or by sight? 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. As Jesus opened the scriptures to the Emmaus disciples, can you believe by faith which comes from the word of God? Romans chapter 10 verse 17. Do you believe by faith or by sight? Number three, preach the gospel. Mark chapter 16 verses 15 through 18. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Before Jesus ascended back to heaven, he gave several commands concerning preaching the gospel in all the world. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. Luke chapter 24, verses 47 through 49. John chapter 20 and verse 21. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. Jesus emphasized the importance of spreading the gospel. And Mark's is very simple and straightforward. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Jesus gave us the clear command to go and preach the gospel in all the world to all people. I think we all understand what is commanded of us. The problem is we struggle to obey. Verse 16 has been misunderstood to say that someone must be baptized to be saved. But this misinterpretation disappears when we note the emphasis on believing. Look at the final statement of verse 16. It is lack of belief that condemns someone regardless of baptism. Seeing the salvation of the thief on the cross, who certainly was not baptized, cures any misreading of this verse. Luke chapter 23, verses 42 and 43. But it is expected 
even automatic that believers will be baptized. Acts chapter 2 verse 38 verse 41 chapter 10 verses 44 through 48. In the early days of the apostles and churches, miraculous signs of the Holy Spirit often, but not always, accompanied the message and messengers of salvation. Acts chapter 2, verses 4 through 12, chapter 8, verses 5 through 8, chapter 10, verses 44 through 48, and chapter 19, verses 1 through 7. Mark listed many of these signs that occurred in the days of the apostles and early churches. Mark chapter 16, verses 17 and 18. They were meant to show God's presence in the message and among the messengers. They also showed the salvation and thus indwelling of the Holy Spirit of genuine believers. When the days of the apostles passed and the word of God was completed, these miraculous signs ceased. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 8 through 13. Today, the Bible inspired by the Holy Spirit stands as proof of God's presence and genuine salvation. It is the only validation we need today for what is of God and what is not. Sadly, many have taken Mark 16 verses 17 and 18 and made a false religion of it. Likely you have heard of the snake handling religions and some drinking strychnine and other deadly poisons in the name of faith. Tragically, many have died because of this heresy. Mark's list of miraculous signs were promises for the apostolic age and not for all believers in every age. We find occurrences of these signs in the Bible with the exception of drinking poison. Acts chapter 8 verses 6 and 7 chapter 10, verse 46, 28, verses 9 through 3 through 9. The command for our age for healing the sick is that we should pray for them. James chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. How well do you obey the Lord's command to preach the gospel in all the world? Setting the application. The resurrection is just as much a part of the gospel as the death of Christ. The Apostle Paul told us that Christianity falls apart if there is no resurrection. If Christ is not risen, then our preaching is in vain and our faith is in vain. We would not be saved from our sins and all of our loved ones who have died would be in hell today. Unthinkable. If the only hope we have in Christ is in this life, then we are of all men most miserable. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 19. But thanks be to God that the resurrection is a fact, and because of the resurrection we have the confident hope of eternal life. Jesus is alive and is coming again to reward us with unimaginable heavenly inheritance. I so look forward to that day. Let us be faithful to share the full gospel of Jesus Christ to everyone so that they too can have this blessed hope. What are some promises we have because Jesus rose from the grave? Thank you for joining us in another lesson of the Bogard Press Through the Bible Adult Study Guide podcast. We look forward to studying with you again next week as we continue learning from Christ the Faithful Servant. 
Bogar Press is the publishing ministry of the American Baptist Association. We exist to equip churches with the resources they need to carry out the Great Commission. These resources include Bible study materials for preschoolers through adults, including Sunday School, Children's Chapel, Baptist Training Course, Bible Challenge, and Vacation Bible School. Please visit our website to find all ministry resources you will need at bogardpress.org. That's bogardpress.org. Until next week, find daily encouragement from our daily devotionals at bogardpress.org.